0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. What's up? What's up? We're back again. I'm Joshua Fisher along with Nicholas Kreider, Alexander Disopolis, and yes, the Quan Cosby. This is the Horns Up podcast talking Texas. So get your horns up because here we go. Horns are up. We could breathe a sigh of relief. I don't think we were all nervous. I just, there's always something in the back of our minds of like, okay, we should win this game, but it's a new coach. It's not a crazy big opponent, but they're ranked. We're at home. But, oh, God, we're at home. There's just all these mix of emotions. But, by and large, it was one of those games where we really took care of business. And, obviously, we want to discuss the Louisiana game and how it bleeds into the Arkansas game and what the Arkansas game really means for the program. Uh, But first – Quan made your news out of your personal camp last week, which has led (laughs) to you. After we got off air on the last show, Quan let loose the secret uh, that he has never been to the game as a fan before. And this was his first fan experience. So, Quan, take it away with the Quan Cosby fan experience, please.
2: Dude, it was weird, man. It was uh, from the start of the morning, because usually I'm in game mode. Yeah. And I kind of woke up casually, ran some errands, and I was like, By the way, one of the biggest reasons you knew I was in fan mode because I thought the freaking game started at 3 o'clock. So I got there a little earlier than expected, not having to be on. But I'll tell you, the coolest thing for me when I walked up is, I don't know if it's the podcast, I don't know if it's Twitter, whatever it may be, but the amount of Longhorn faithfuls that said, enjoy your first fan experience. I was like, well, that's cool. That's interesting. Where, where did that come from? Hey, here's a beer. Hey, here's that. So it was, uh, it was pretty freaking great. And then once the game started, just being able to, you know, put your feet up and go visit friends, it, it was, I, I tell you what, again, I can't say it enough. It was so fun doing the radio. Um, but it's next level fun, just being able to watch and not work. So I was pretty fired up. I mean,
3: that's part of the reason why we love watching Texas football so much. Right. It brings us back those memories of being in the crowd and being in the stands with our friends and our family and and getting drunk at these games and (laughs) being able to being able to cry and laugh and cheer. So it goes
2: into it, bro. It really and and it makes on on so many levels. It it made sense uh, because I haven't been in that spot, especially in DKR so to walk around that that place where again on so many levels I was in my zone so I couldn't really see or go visit people like I wanted to uh it, it was it was really cool and, and to top it off uh Julius Whittier's uh statue unveiled Ricky and Earl statue talked about well they had a lot of his teammates there so I got to go up to their suite and visit with you know the very second you know I guess the second Black person ever played ball in that university. He's seventy years old now. It's crazy to hear his stories and a lot of their teammates' stories. It was, um, it was. I remember reflecting going back after the game and again, actually listening to the post game instead of being a part of it as I was leaving. And I was like, oh yeah, this this was everything I I could have thought about, especially with the win and some. So it was uh, quite the fan experience. It was hot as fire out there but uh it, it didn't even matter especially when something about winning that makes it a little bit cooler so it was it was awesome
1: yeah the heat and the the first game or two the heat is pretty unbearable down in austin the day
2: game usually too dude it was a day game i was sitting there i was like man is this fox saying i got you ut you're gonna leave me and go to the sec network and espn run conference we're gonna put you at 330 <laughs> an afternoon yeah dude, i think it was like one oh, it was like 105 something like that and on that turf i bet it was every bit of 130 so oh but my god dude yeah. kudos to the strength coach because our guys even going into the fourth i was blown away i was talking to a and <laughs> funny talking about the heat the very first thing he asked he's like cute how the hell did we used to do this? (laughs) I was like, dude, I don't know. We're old now and and we feel it a lot differently. So the heat was real, but the fans came up. Some of them did leave, and I'm very empathetic to why they did once we had it in hand, but they showed up. They were super loud. South end zone six, so it it was pretty positive. Oh, dude. Well, you know what? I heard the guys on the radio this morning. It looks amazing. The Longhorn looks pretty interesting, but... Other than that, uh, it looks pretty great.
1: The Longhorns yeah. always looked interesting, though. You know, it is what it is at this point. I, I, I've moved past that. I thought it looked photo. I thought it looked pretty photogenic. I thought it I translated agree. well to TV. We got to get some
2: butts in those seats, though. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah that's true. I, I was I was sitting right above them, and and they just kept going back to the AC. Man, it was smoking hot. And I think in the fall we'll see it jam packed. They did a really good job of putting screens. In their seats because the jumbotrons behind them. So just really well thought out. Of But yeah, it was uh it wasn't a lot of people there. Uh, yeah. There was and there wasn't the ones that were there were in the AC and then a few more of those seats. I think they'll fill in as the games keep rolling. Yeah, that that'll come.
4: That'll yeah. come right. Like we've talked about it before. It's kind of like we have to earn it again. Like the, they shouldn't have to the the players shouldn't have to do this but it's a new team and I I find my I found myself as we were watching Josh and I were were watching together being really critical like we played really well but but just based off of what's happened in the last five to seven years like I wanted I, there were times where I, I caught myself being like we're okay like we look really good we look. there's no turnovers. Like we're taking care of the ball. We're not super exhausted, right? We clearly, our team was in great shape. We came in really prepared. Cramp ups. But but yet still, I felt myself at certain points being like, oh, I really just want to see us just bash them. And we beat them by considerable margin. It wasn't, of course, the the Mac Brown margin that we talked about last podcast of 57 points or whatever it was. But Josh, you mentioned already, this was a game where we were in control the entire time, which Mm -hmm. is something that we haven't seen from a Texas team in a while in these kind of close games or what should be, you know, a close game against a ranked opponent. It wasn't a close game. We were in control and we weren't playing to the level of our competition. We played to our level of standards, which was great to see, which you also didn't
1: really see a lot of in the college football landscape. Oh, that's other, exactly the, what I was thinking. There I was, was like, other Dude, teams. you watch like,
2: other teams all weekend it makes you feel that much better. I mean, yeah. I a, we watched a lot of games and after this and went home, popped up, you know, watching a lot of games and man, it was all, it was the typical first week sloppiness. And I know it kind of started last week, but it was a lot of sloppy play and we were just kind of, I won't say machine, but we were from a standpoint of just not making a lot of mistakes. Now, Certainly room for improvement. We talked about the line, certain things they're gonna to have to, although they face three NFL guys, they're gonna they ran ran block really well. Pass protection is gonna to have to grow. But again, all in all, like you said, really positive game and and one of the very few ranked teams. You know, you had about three or four teams who played another that both were ranked, and we were one of them, and we took care of business. So I was pumped.
1: It was good. It was a good, you know. I mean, obviously, and I don't want people to look at the Oklahoma game and be like, oh, they only beat two lane by five. It ended up being at home. Oklahoma is going to be ready. And we saw it last year with them. They started off slow. They're like, Rattler's not good. Riley's going to the Cowboys. It just like the whole vicious cycle of this Oklahoma team going to going to the trash. They're going to be ready to play. But it was a very sound win, especially after those first two drives. So we'll get going, uh, Nick. We'll start with you, man. What are what's one thing you really loved? What's one thing you didn't love as much? And how do you want to take both those things onto the Arkansas game? Yeah, I'll
3: start with something I don't love. Um, a, a couple of things, and it'll just take time. Uh, we start off a little slow. The first drive, and I, like you can blame that maybe just on on jitters, you know, mm-hmm. having Hudson be out there for the first time, you know, on the on the hot field. So you never know. I think with a team like Arkansas and and going forward, you know, the bigger teams in our conference, you got to start off fast right out the gate, right? You can't let them score the first points if you're getting the ball or even if they're getting the ball. Um, And then another thing is winning the turnover battle. Yeah, we had that one fumble recovery, but I want to see more. I mean, turnovers are huge in college football. The, The teams that have the biggest turnover differential are usually the best teams in the country. So we need to get better on that front, uh, but I really loved how we spread the ball out. I mean, all of our guys touched the ball. All the guys contributed. I mean, getting Bijan in the pass game in the run game was great. Letting our guys get, you know, carries. You know, kind of having a committee backfield. I mean, we didn't run Bijan into the into the ground, but at the same time, you know, he got his. I mean, he he had over it was like over 170 yards total, mm-hmm. and you know, he he did his he did his job. And Hudson Card looked amazing. He uh, I think he finished. I think top two right behind Bo Nix in like quarterback rating for college this this week. So I mean that's that's great for a guy making his first career start. And I loved what I saw at Casey as well. So that's that's also something that's kind of you know looming in my head is who's going to be. I mean, Hudson's the guy, but still you know he made you wonder.
1: Yeah, I think those are both great points, and I love your your point about like pace of play to start. And I think that that was one thing about Hudson that is going to need some adjusting. You could see it when he breaks the pocket, which I thought he handled himself well in the pocket, all things considered. Uh, Q, you mentioned at the top, there were definitely some line issues. I felt that both sides of the football, but Hudson, when he's breaking the pocket, Alex and I were talking about it. He tries to wrap around still and get to the outside and kind of jet up the sideline. Like he's in high school a little bit because he's faster than a lot of the guys in the high school game. College football against a ranked team like this, especially, that's not going to work. You got to turn yourself upfield and get down and slide and get what yards you can, or you're going to get hurt. You're going to get knocked out of bounds. And He did hold on to the ball a little long, um, but I thought I thought the receivers were involved solidly. I loved obviously the Bijan thing, Nick uh, getting involved in the pass game is huge. I had a couple comments, uh, Nick and Q, that you guys were not at our viewing party for. I whipped out the Percy Harvin the Thunder Percy Harvin uh, Whittington comment one of our boys was a cornerback at Wyoming and he looked at me like I was crazy. And <laughs> I, I stood my ground. Um, and then I was like, you know what, we can get some Reggie Bush type things going with Bijan if he's in the passing game and the run game. And then someone also looked at me like I was crazy, but don't worry, boys, I stood my ground there. Uh, those are some really great points. Uh, Nick Q, how do you feel about the receivers, man?
2: Man, it, it really, of course, with, I mean, he, he, he balled out, uh, re- really, uh, a huge, um, He's going to kill some folks in option routes on third downs. He's mm-hmm. sure-handed. He, he breaks tackles. Um, he, he's, he balled out, but all in all, it, it wasn't at least guys got catches, but, but it wasn't as many, but at the same time, there's going to be a game where they're going to load up the box on Bijan. And, and, and I think guys are going to eat more I think that game first game. I'm not too worried about it. I know I have all the, you know, faith and trust in joshua moore um of course the youngster made him a, a long play um and, and even from a pass game standpoint even roshan got one out of the backfield stepped over to dude and made a big third down um we even threw a touchdown to a tight end i was super pumped about that which was a great ball by the way he was actually bracketed on top and hudson put it only where he could catch it so man i'm not too worried about it right now i, I think uh, I crack up when I think about balance balance is what you're allowed to do that day. And you do it very well. You keep doing it again. And then you win. And so that, that was really one of my biggest points. Uh, One of mine that it didn't count, but it mattered to me. The return. Yeah. I told you, special teams, a big deal, man. That's going to win us a game. I mean, when you right out of the shoot, take one to the crib. And unfortunately, You're going to get those penalties, but they're effort penalties. They was not just stupid craziness. No, guys were they they were taking it to a different level. And unfortunately, I don't think they've done that a lot over the years. So it grabbed a little bit trying to make some happen. But I think we're going to see a lot more of that from a standpoint of a great return and changing the game on that level. That would have been the, the fast start you're talking about, Nick, if that would have counted. So little things like that to get you behind the chains or slow you down. But, uh, man, I, I just have to touch on it. I know it didn't count, but that's something really good to see, especially in game one. Oh, I texted
3: these two as soon as that, that got called back. And I say, you know, five might be the most electric returner in the game this season. And, and we know that. We've, we've seen him before. But I think it's going to really come out this season. And you see the first time he touched the ball, he just had nothing but red zone in his eyes. So.
1: Yeah, and it threw me for a loop too at first. And I think it threw a lot of people. I saw on I saw on Twitter through a lot of people for a loop that Jameson and Bijan are both five. I see five quickly flash across the screen. I was like, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then Dude, I, I heard I it through
2: the me. announcers for a loop because they were saying Bijan's returning kicks, returning punts, and all of that. Come on, man. Oh, on yeah. Twitter, they're always put like
3: Pro Football Focus, uh, you know, all these like Sports Illustrated, like any of these companies that, that tweet out about Bijan. They're always using Deshaun's picture,
1: and like Deshaun, just like, oh come on, man!
3: Like this is yeah. just comical at this point, you know?
1: Yeah, it's wild. You know, I mean, right. I'm glad they're not switching though. There's, now it's just shoving in everybody's face. But I mean, you got Nick was right. I think you're right too, Q. It's like special teams can really win or make or break games, and obviously Dicker had a missed kick, uh, a rare one, so that would have been a four. We would have won at forty-one eighteen. Um, but that hit the over and that hit, yeah, and James <laughs> the thing, the, Jameson. You get if he has us, you know, just even like not even scoring, just putting us in better field position. Starting at the 30 versus starting at the 15 is like, you know, is a first down and some. It's night and day. 100%. All of a sudden, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's huge. And I'm excited to see eight get back there because he had that one play. Hudson underthrew it. That was one of my least favorite balls that Hudson connected on to Worthy. Uh, he underthrew it a little bit, but Worthy, he has some serious speed.
2: Um, well, and Keelan Robinson, when him and, um Deshaun is back there on kick return I mean who do you pick your poison yeah because we saw spurts of his speed too like it's I'm fired up about it that's for sure
1: yeah Yeah, meet the Robinsons baby that's what the backfield (laughs) is uh Toss what are some things that you love and didn't love and that you want to bring to Arkansas
4: um some things I liked I mean you mentioned it already the throw to to Cade in the end zone that's why Hudson's starting that, that's why he's there. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of guys yeah, in college football who can just sling it in there. I mean, he put some gas behind that to get it to his tight end between two DBs. It's a really impressive throw. That's a pro-level throw right there. Mm-hmm. So I want to see more of that confidence from him. I mean, we talked about his mobility in the pocket. He's a really athletic guy. I even think the one that he took in for the touchdown was maybe his least athletic-looking play of the day. Like I think he just needs a 20-yard run under his belt and then he can trust his legs to go forward, to trust his athleticism. Like I think that's going to be really big for him. Um, we talked about it as as far as must-haves on the defensive side of the ball, getting to the quarterback. We didn't necessarily do that as much as I would have liked us to. Um, Overshawn had a great game, but I've, I wanted to see some other some of the other guys helping him out because he was all over the place.
2: And obviously our defense. had like 14, 15 tackles.
4: Yeah, crazy. Combined, I think he had like nine assisted and, and four on his own. Um, so he was involved in almost every single play defensively. Uh, Schooler was not exposed. We, we, that was a big question mark. I thought our maybe, oh, Yeah, That's our, good our point. defensive backfields looked great for the lack of pressure that I thought we were getting onto their quarterback, who I was not incredibly impressed with. But looking ahead to Arkansas, I mean, they've got a, they've got a quarterback. K.J. Jefferson ran for 90 yards and two touchdowns last game. So, you know, they're playing rice, not a, um, not a tremendous team, but we were just talking about kind of the disparity of the teams that took care of business and the teams that didn't right? This is a team that is always, they're always downtrodden in the sec, right? They are kind of looked at as a joke. And then they come and play a team like LSU and they upset them. Arkansas is a team that isn't a joke, especially in those rivalry type games. And this is what the, this is this game on the schedule is absolutely that we all used to be in the Southwestern conference. They were one of our rivals. They're going to be coming for blood, so we better be able to contain the QB and have some of our other line linebackers and, and you know guys up front get to the quarterback, get their arms on him, at least slow him down. Because if he gets into the middle of the field, this is something we've seen again and again. I mean, how many times did we watch BYU quarterbacks get to the middle of the field, get past yeah, our was, linebackers? Dude, was, <laughs> like, like that's all I am thinking about, and it's just it haunts me still. So. You know, and, and what that does when a quarterback can get to the mid level and then open up the passing game for themselves. So I, I just want to make sure that we're really intentional intentional about containing this guy Jefferson. Yeah. One thing
2: I will go
3: ahead. I was just say we we should make him throw because he's not an accurate quarterback. KJ what? Jefferson completed just over half his his um, passes, and I, he can run the ball well, but we want to make him throw.
2: Yeah. And one thing I was going to say about because we all have are haunted by the, the missed tackles and all of that. If you go three quarters of last game, that was probably the thing I was most impressed with. We tackled extremely well. We did. We, we really did. Now, it got a little sloppy at the end. Of course, you start playing different guys and all of that, and you want to get them in for that that PT, but we really tackled well, and I think it kept them semi-behind the chains. Um, and again, I mean, the score kind of says it for, for itself, but nope, didn't get a lot of pressure. But when they broke, you know, the line and different things like that wasn't a lot of missed tackles. And that's a big sign for what we've seen in the last few years. So we do the same this week going into Arkansas. I think we'll be okay, especially against run. Cause even our last few years where things were hit or miss per game, our run defense was pretty stout. And and so I, I think we're going to continue to, I hope we continue to uh, live up to that piece of it, especially talking about what, what Arkansas did in the run game last week. I think close to 300 yards. I think it's 260, 270, something like that, rushing. So we yeah. got to take care of business. And they are known for some big linemen, too. So yep. I will say that Louisiana has some big boys. They're they on both sides of it uh, on the offensive line as well. And Arkansas is going to have every bit of that, if not more.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was happy, though, like that we got that the first game for our offensive line, which had that was like our most penalized area, had some mental errors there for sure. What were against those NFL type guys? It's a great you do throw them into the fire right away. You're not getting that typical tune-up game. You're again you're going against these guys who are going to be pros someday, um, and it's a great way to get acclimated to the season. It's a great point about the run game. I was I saw Jefferson's stat line, and the first flash in my head was BYU. I was like, oh lord, here we go again. That game two running quarterback. I was happy with Brockemeyer. I was happy with double O. I think these guys played well. I think they had solid games. I would love for them to create some pressure in the quarterback. I think we have another pro in Overshawn. I really do. I think he's a guy that can get to the league for sure if he has his type. I mean, he came in as a safety, now a linebacker. He's that hybrid role. He's sitting like, what, 220, 230. He, he cooks up to 240, 245. He's going to be a professional football player. Yeah, there's some intangibles, too. I mean, he's a leader for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And
2: just... Yeah, no, something else to think about from a defensive standpoint, it was pretty vanilla. So some of the things that, that we're thinking about saying, oh, wasn't pressure, wasn't this, wasn't that, that was probably one of the most vanilla. And I would argue on offense too, we kind of just got the job done. Yeah. We really did. There wasn't any crazy wrinkle. There were some very good schematical things that just comes with Sark's DNA on the offensive side, but it wasn't overly complicated. And then from a defensive standpoint, They I think they just lined up, uh, made uh, the QB, try to throw it a little bit, shut down that run for the most part. And then you didn't really if it's not broke, don't fix it. I actually appreciate that. If you're in your base and you don't have to show a lot and you're taking care of business and and they're not getting the end zone. I I like it. So I think we're going to see a few more wrinkles going into this one. Knowing you're playing, uh, of course, the Razorbacks and their place. Uh, to, to try to shut that crazy crowd that they're going to have down. So it was, I think, again, o- overall, from that game, moving forward to this one, they, they kept it pretty easy and, and still took care of business. Yeah, yeah.
4: I mean, I mean I, close
3: to your chest if you can, right? Don't don't show your hand yeah. if, if we've got you know a bunch of other stuff kind of left in, in the back pocket. And it's true as well.
4: How, how come last year, two years ago, the bubble screen look doesn't work in a Tom Herman offense? But now, all of a sudden, in a Sark offense, it does. I mean, that's just a, a testament to the schematics that you're talking about, Quan, knowing which side of the field to go to when you're going to those routes. Our receivers can get it done. Once they get the ball in their hands, they can make plays. And our guys were holding blocks, which is great. I, um, yeah. Freshman I'm,
2: I'm, get, got great at the best blocker of the weekend was Xavier Worthy. Love Today, it. The freshman took care of business. And I appreciate that for a really small speed, sir. But yeah, it's the right? mindset. You know, it's yeah. a mindset, so that's why it works differently. They're not throwing bubble screens into the boundary. <laughs> you know, they're not just doing it wild and, and don't have. They're not checking the defenses before they're just doing it. But uh, yeah, I agree, man. They work like crazy, and I, I crack up because I, you know, our fan base there. I hate the bubble screen. I was like, dude, when I went to school, the bubble screen averaged eleven yards a, a shot. Now, of course, we'll have one that gets four, but then we'll have one that gets twenty, and so it was a huge play for us, especially if they were sending blitz or you want to take care of your quarterback. So we saw a lot more of that, knowing the right time, like you said, Toss, when to do it, how to do it, and letting the guys be playmakers once they get the ball.
4: Well, and it's just a play that it's essentially like a run to the outside, right? Like it's just taking some of that pressure off of Bijan. He had 20 carries. We don't want him to have 30 carries every single game. And that's why I, I think one of the things that we probably talking about holding cards close to your chest One of the things that we haven't really tapped into is that read option capability with Hudson where he can take some of those and run when he becomes a threat with his legs. Again, just opening more lanes up for Bijan. And then once he saw, I mean, he only saw one like really, really nice hole. And I think he got clipped on the legs. He took it for like eight or nine, maybe 12. But normally he's taking that to the house. And Josh and I looked at each other and we were like, I think that's the biggest hole we've seen all game. And he still had an incredibly productive game. That's just a testament to what kind of player he is. but. When we get a little fancier with the spices, it's going to open things up, and it's just Bijan's going to eat and he's going to eat really flavorful food because it's spiced. It's well spiced. <laughs> there, you, there
1: you go, bring the food back into. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree, and I think the bubble screen. It's just about look. The play calling is not going to be wildly different from offensive minded coach to offensive minded coach. It's pretty much a lot of the same type of stuff. It's just about when you play your cards. And one of the biggest things I realized going from Herman to Sark is how methodical Sark is. It was a methodical beatdown. We weren't trying to throw haymaker after haymaker. It was one of those Floyd Mayweather kind of take you to the 12th round, win by decision, go home, collect your paycheck. You didn't get that seventh round KO, but you also didn't get KO'd in the seventh round. So I can't, I can't really complain about, yeah, it would have been awesome to see like that ball to Whittington that was called out of bounds. And we were all like, well, okay, that's a flash. We love what we saw out of that ball, even though it didn't count, those type of plays are going to be huge, but we're going to get those. We're going to have to get those once like we really get into the big 12. I mean, and we know how all that goes, um, but really seeing, and I, I brought up Casey and I thought Casey looked great and I was happy. Casey looked great and great for Casey. They look great. You know, they, again, like they brought up that he's all academic big 12. Like it's the guy is clearly blatantly just a good dude. Um, I don't want, I just don't want people to get because of how great he looks and I hate to poo poo it, but it was late in the game and the defense on the other side is not as fresh. I would like, I would like to think. So Hudson saw the fresher defense. I just don't want there to be any kind of controversy because I don't right. think there should be, because I don't know what else we could have seen out of Hudson in his first go outside that first drive and a half. He really did get cooking. And if you take away, he started off one of four for nine yards. If you take that all away, then the rest of the game, he goes 13 of 17 for like two something. So yeah. he was, he was, he did really have an excellent game. I yeah, just.
3: And that one Casey touchdown was a bubble screen to uh Whittington. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I, I agree. He looked good, man. And, and even to Hudson's defense, three of those incompletions after that were throwaways. So it was just, being smart with the ball, but I don't know that there's going to be a, a controversy. Um, I say that we're in game two. If we, get, <laughs> right. we haven't seen him play on the road. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so I don't think there's going to be necessarily a controversy. What I I, I, I want to echo what you said. If I'm Casey, I'm pretty upset when I don't win the job, but at the end of the day, when I get in there, regardless of the time, you got a ball out and he does every single time, you know, I don't know what happens in practice. Um, <laughs> I know I I was a lot better on game day than I was in practice because I was trying stuff. I was I was practicing. I was, was working on different things. Right. But I, all I know is the the great problem that we have is the two times we've seen Casey truly get in there, he's balled out. So that's that's you know a testament to where we are from a quarterback standpoint. Certainly to where he is to as a player. But um, card showed exactly why he had every bit. Every right to start as well, so uh, I see what um, Sark meant because he saw him every day. That it was it was a win win situation, and, and I think both of those guys meant more than ready is certainly positive for us.
3: Yeah, and I think everyone knows this, but I mean, you know, a guy can get hurt at any point, and Casey's going to be that guy. And so I think it's smart, you know, letting Casey get in there and and, and getting some reps and building some confidence because you never know. It could be next week. It could be the week after. I mean, if Hudson goes
1: down, he's got to be ready to go right away. It's Bama-ask, man. Look, they they would play Tua at the end of games, and then Jalen wasn't getting the job done, so they brought Tua in. Tua wins the natty. Tua's playing great, gets hurt. Jalen's getting reps at the end of the game, has all that to go, wins the SEC championship, they go to the playoffs. You need the you don't want to rotate and rotate, but you need these guys to stay fresh and, you know, get used to the side, get used to playing in the game because you can kind of get stale at times. And so I think obviously you don't want the you don't you you hope for the best for every player, but having Casey ready to go at all times is great. And I was happy to see the second unit get run too because Keelan Robinson was fantastic. And that was really and that was really cool to see him out there.
2: Yeah, man, I think he's going to be a baller. He's yeah. going to have, I, there electric. was a time. And, and I love Rojo on every level, but Rojo's gotten even bigger. So I was like, man, is Rojo going to, because of their speed, going to get moved to that third down blocking? He's so smart. He makes all the right decisions, former quarterback. But man, he went out there and balled out too. And so it's, again, man, depth, having this level of depth that we just haven't had over the years, it is a very good thing and a very good sign for a long season. So, uh, and, and, go, and we mentioned it earlier. Kudos. We got to give a shout out to the strength conditioning crew. Oh, yeah. Man, I'm telling y'all guys, I can't tell you how hot it was out there. There were students in the hallways. There was people freaking hot as all get out and eventually had to tap out. But our players never looked like it. I mean, absolutely. And they were always rolling, always take care of business. That was pretty freaking sweet. That that's a great sign for for guys taking care of business and not going to staying healthy. And and uh, they said, Shark said it all year. He said it's about fourth quarter. I want you to finish as strong as we start. And um, a little bit different scenario when you're subbing, but for the most part, the guys who started, they were every bit of as fresh late in the game as they were when it started.
4: Yeah. Quan, you gotta you gotta remember. I mean, this is something that Josh, Nick, and I are, are pretty well versed at, but. When you're drinking those different drinks, when you're not having water and Gatorade, that heat feels even hotter than it does when it's just water. Let me tell you, it, it you get dehydrated as drinks. When the I daddy, have the daddy the sodas, I <laughs> yeah. heard someone received, a guy named Bob Papa. He was a giants he's a giants broadcaster. He called his drinks, daddy sodas. And I think that's forever what I'm going to refer to alcoholic beverages as, but yeah, no,
2: I, I'm really excited so, about this team. So I hold mean, on. Not, not, had- not in public though. I'm yeah. not going to say that. No. no, that salt I had on the rim of my margarita. Didn't help me out. Hydration. No, <laughs> no, no, it didn't. Not a, not a, not a chance. I mean, there was, there was
4: looking around at people. He's like, it helps me retain water. You don't understand. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I've been down there. Uh,
1: i there was games. that was so hot that like there was water coming out of my, my eyes and I don't know if it was sweat or tears like I was literally sitting there in the state. This was one like, of those. Yeah, I'm sure I got. We had like one of our buddies. We had never been to Austin and his girlfriend wants UT with us and he's from Boston and he's like down there at his first game, like taking selfies, taking Snapchats, but like he'll take a Snapchat and like be smiling. But like he'll put the flash up 96 degrees like so, he was definitely feeling it too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited to go. I'm excited to go on the road for this one. It's our first SEC game since the announcement, obviously. And I'm happy that it's against Arkansas, not Florida. Or I hate to poo poo Arkansas, but they're not Florida. They're not Georgia. They're not Bama or Auburn. I'm happy it's against one of the mid level teams in the SEC. But I'm also happy it's on the road. So we get a full taste, we get a nice taste of the SEC and we get a a taste of the SEC on the road uh we're brought to you by betonline.ag we can't forget that they've been one of our sponsors since pretty much we've been podcasting um so years nick line six and a half over under 57 Toss and nick how do you guys feel about it you are betting men
3: uh gut reaction right now uh i would say i like our 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 odds at six and a half Mm. um i like the under 57 um you know Both defenses played really well. I know they played against Rice last week, but they allowed 17 points, and uh, they didn't. They produced 38 points on a Rice defense. You know, so if it's going to be a run game out of them, um, then I can't imagine they're going to score too many points on us. um, And we want them to throw the ball, like I said. So hopefully, they turn the ball over. So thinking under 57, we had it was 57 last game for us. uh, Barely missed that that over of 58, but I think six and a half is a pretty pretty decent line for us i think we can get this done by a touchdown
4: yes i i like both those picks and nick you mentioned the dicker kick they um they also missed an extra point as well so there you go i mean that there's two kicks right there that make a big difference on that line but i can i completely agree i'm predicting this is that has nothing to do with bets, but Schooler's going to have a pick this game. I'm feeling it. <laughs> I'm riding schooler the entire year. Like the
3: he's I'm watching the him like here. a he's got it, right? He's back gonna, there for a reason.
4: They're going to try and pick on him and he's going to pick him off. That's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot, man. I, you know, it's funny. I, I, I told at least three people at the game what I learned was that great, uh, good teams win, great teams cover. Yep. I, I did, I told them that and none of them <laughs> I heard it either. They were blown away. I was like, listen, I just heard that this 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 week and they were all laughing and said they're going to steal it. So it was one of them was President Hartzell. I, we were laughing about it. <laughs> great. Um,
3: I'm glad I could bestow that on President Hartzell. Dude,
2: that's, that's that's
1: that's what he knows group about group. Nick Kreider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. It was awesome. We were all cracking up, man. So uh, uh, we covered handily. Did. I'll tell you that. That's great. Yeah, You covered no, I, the original spread too, which is even better. We did, yeah. So I, man, you know what's interesting? Because we talked when we first started about a little bit of nervousness. I don't know that it was nervousness, but at the same time, it was because we had a new quarterback, we have a new coach. We this is just a total different team. So now, well, unfortunately, our PTSD is we really never played well on the road in the last four years, like awful on the road. So I'm hoping whatever happened in the past there's a whole new game plan and preparation and all the above so that we can play good on the road i I really do the run game travels and we do have those three monsters in in the backfield that can get it done and our O line again they need to continue to get better but they ran block pretty good so i i i do like our chances to cover that six and a half i'm it's very interesting If, if Last weekend started high, so high, and then gone down to eight, and then we just tore it up. I'd be like, "What's going on here, Vegas?" But I, I, I feel like, I feel like we're gonna cover that as far as the overall score. Fifty-seven. I'm trying to lean. I don't know that if, I'm going with the under two. I, I guess I, I want to say over, but I, I have to roll with the under because I'm very okay with a thirty-five to seven win. I'm okay with it with you know as we're filling things out as as we're doing all that I'm okay with that. And so um I'm I'm going to go yeah we're going to cover certainly the points but I I'm, I'm going to stick to the under two. Yeah, a, f- a four touchdown wins fine. We'll be okay. Yeah man I'm I'm cool with
1: that. Yeah <laughs> I don't I don't want to be too confident. I just Look, Pittman, the head coach, is an offensive line coach, a uh, great offensive line coach. You know the offensive line is going to be strong. And again, I thought the defensive line, I would have loved to see more pressure out of them. But we did see the defensive, the linebackers, and the defensive backs kind of get to the line quickly. And that is kudos to them, of you know, handling their business on the offensive line. I just think the, with the way that Jefferson threw and how slow of a start that Arkansas, like Arkansas was like one of those teams that we were talking about that, like Toss, you said it, Rice is not a tremendous team, and that should probably be their Wikipedia page because that's like the nicest way of saying that they're not a good football or program. Or their Instagram bio. Sure. Not they're a not a good fo- they're not a good football program. And Arkansas you should have beaten them more than- the score is very misleading because it wasn't like that for the majority of the game. They were in trouble at one point. Uh, they were an upset alert. Look, if they're gonna start slow like that, we're gonna need to jump down their throats. And but what I about think this? It's- yeah. What if
2: they started slow because they were overlooking Arkansas planning for Texas? So we're going to get a lot better. I, I think we're going to get a lot better than what Rice saw. It's just, hey,
1: we always hope for the best competition. Yeah. But if that
2: if that's if
4: that's how they're playing, we look at how we played. And yes, it wasn't incredibly sexy, but you look at it on paper and it was highly efficient. Right, We took care of business every single quarter up until the fourth quarter when it didn't really matter. This game might have ended up closer to that 35-7 score if we had kept our starters in the entire game, Quan, like you're talking about. So you know, that's one thing we haven't seen in a long time from an execution standpoint, outside of those offensive line penalties, we took care of the ball. We took care of time of possession. We ran the ball. We did what we wanted to do. We didn't adhere to whatever their identity was and what they wanted to make us do. We our running backs combined for how many carries we have. Like, I think we ran the ball like almost 35 times yeah, close I to it. It was,
2: it was 36. Cause they got yeah. 28 and
4: eight.
0: Yeah. yeah. So
4: we're doing what we want to do. As long as we stay in that realm, I think we'll be in good shape. Um, And again, like that's what running quarterbacks can do. They can dictate what the other team does because they can control the possession. And then if that speeds us up, maybe that gets us in trouble. Right. So
3: that we, that we talked about as well, you know, when we, when this sec expansion or this sec move was announced is that we have a target on our back for every single team that plays us. Right. And you best believe that Arkansas circles, Texas say, Oh, you want to join the sec? We're going to give you a taste of what that's like. And they know that.
2: So this is a huge game for them. I and mean, they, they want to kick our ass. Oh, dude, they hate us more than they like themselves. It's, it's mind boggling. I was like, <laughs> I think I told the story. I was there a few years back when I was in the league at a children's hospital. And when they found out I went to UT, they basically said, if you weren't here for the kids, we'd kick you out. And I was like, listen, that was a long time ago. We don't really dislike y'all that much. They were like. Well, we dislike y'all a lot. So they're gonna be fired up, man. And 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 they were gonna be fired up. By the way, already announced the sellout. I mean, that game is sold out. They are coming, they're going crazy. Now there's gonna be some burnt orange there too. So they they they're not gonna like it, but they're gonna have to respect it. And um, but it's it's gonna be a great atmosphere, man. It's gonna be really again. DKR was great, but this test. It's going to be a real good test for the freshman QB, sophomore running back, just a whole team in general from a younger standpoint that haven't been to quite a hostile environment like this. I would argue maybe Tech, occasionally on a good year of West Virginia, you're just not going to get what you're about to get this week. So we're going to see how they handle it.
4: Okay. So you mentioned West Virginia. I'm interested, obviously, in college football, we all know that every single game counts, right? We saw Georgia beat Clemson. That's a huge game for the the landscape of college football. West Virginia loses. They're the only right? team in the Big 12 that lost. And Iowa State won Dude, by six points against Northern that
2: Iowa. That was nuts. That was a very close game.
4: I'm, I'm way less concerned about Oklahoma only beating Tulane by five points. I actually think Tulane was a lot better than people gave him credit for. Oklahoma still scored 40 points. Rattler, if you watch the game, still looked good. He looked great, yeah. actually. I know he made a lot of mistakes, but... There's not many guys that can do what he can do in college football, if if any at all, honestly, outside of Bryce and Alabama, which like we don't need to talk about their quarterbacks because it's just becoming QBU. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, but what do we think about the scope of just the Big 12 and Great specifically question. Iowa State? I mean, you know I, I love weird, that. I, because... It makes me hungry as a Texas fan. And I hope the guys in the locker room are like, yeah, we should have been the second ranked Big 12 team, no doubt.
2: You know what?, um, weirdly, as great a coach as I think Coach Campbell is, hell, he lost his opener last year and was in the big 12 championship. So I don't I'm not as concerned about that. Um, I think they're gonna continue to get better. Um, they They do have arguably one of the best running backs in the college landscape where I think I don't I, I didn't watch the game, but in watching and looking at the set, Their Achilles is going to be trying to make Purdy more than what he is. And and, and they love him. And I continue to watch. I've watched him for years now, and I'm like, why are they so in love with him? He's okay. But you take Hall out of the backfield, he's even worse than he was before. He's had some phenomenal running backs. My man, uh, the other running back, he's playing for um, Montgomery. Montgomery. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's had some great running backs and he's still, I'll take them and great tight ends and he's still just been okay. So I think that's one of the things that, that as a year go on, I think they quit trying to make Purdy super Purdy and just say, Hey dude, give him the ball. Let's figure this out. Let's change this. But early on, especially playing a team that's not a power five, why not try some stuff, but yeah. I'm I'm saying that because again they lost their first game and it was ugly. I mean they got beat down by Louisiana last year and then they end up still you know still been in the Big Twelve Championship. So not as worried about them. The West Virginia piece of it, there's a lot of new parts over there. Yeah, there, there really is. There, there's there, they there's a lot of new pieces, quarterback, all of the above. So I and, and what who did they play Maryland? Yeah, we yeah. got our. <laughs> We Got our tails, yeah,
1: we can't talk about Maryland
2: <laughs> game one two years in a row, and there's so, a tag
1: of Iloa there And Maryland, yes. too.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, two little brothers. Yeah, he's, he's the right there. Maryland, uh, Indiana had a great season last year, and and that kid almost took care of them, too. Yeah, yeah. a great season for them, and, yeah. and, and, that, and, that, and that, he almost took care of them, so they're competitive. Maryland's power five, you know, they're competitive, so. We shall see as far as the rest of the Big 12. But overall, I think the Big 12 actually held their own. I think it's great. Yeah, great. really good.
3: You could also say that Iowa State has a case of what Arkansas was doing with the Rice game, right? They were looking ahead to Texas. Iowa State's playing against Iowa this week, huge right? Game. That's a huge game for them.
2: That's Well, a huge game always, even bigger now that they hope that rivalry gets them in the Big Ten. Right, exactly. So they really want to go beat Iowa so they can be like, hey, Big Ten, look. We're, we're, we're smacking these guys around. Um, and so, yeah, it's a massive game for them.
1: There's also implications there, too. Both these teams are top 15, top 10 teams like like that doesn't always happen. This is not the typical like all, this isn't the Iron Bowl where we'll see Alabama and Auburn both ranked in the top five, top 10, you know, almost every other year. This is a game where Iowa and Iowa State kind of. You know, Bedlam is, in this, Iowa. This is it's, cra- but it's crazy. Like this is this could potentially have like playoff implications, which is wild to think about. And I, I'm from the school of thought though. Like I'm glad the Big Twelve took care of business. Like we were watching the game, one of our buddies is like, "Oh, I hope OU blows it to two And I'm like, "I don't." And he goes, "But I hate OU." I'm like, "I hate OU too." I think collectively everyone in this house hates OU. But when we play OU, we want them to be undefeated. When we play tech, we want them to be as we want everyone to be as close to undefeated as possible. So when we do beat them, it looks better, and we can go to the playoff. Because looking at the scope, I love the Purdy thing because he's overrated. He's overrated. City. Oh, Purdy for sure.
3: That was a great take.
1: It's like so because he's always like it's always like you're like looking at him and you're like okay, this guy's about to put it together and he just never does. Well, look, you can't. He probably throws a
2: pick right
4: after. I I I don't want to be. Overly critical of Purdy without being somewhat critical and comparative with Hall as well. I mean, they're both top seven Heisman candidates, and they only put up 16 points on Northern Iowa. Granted, I know nothing about the Northern Iowa team, like literally nothing. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you one of their players. Their colors but when are I, purple, right? Yeah, right. right. And they and they had a haunting performance against UT basketball at a certain <laughs> point in time. But we won't we won't relish <laughs> on that. I was there. Hurts.
1: I was you there. look at.
4: You look at what Bijan did, and he was so solid. They were stacking the box. He still ended up with over 100 yards on the ground, over 60 yards in the air. That guy is a pro. He's a pro. And in comparison with what Iowa State put in front of them, obviously they don't have the exact – they don't have the same line as we do – but to me, if you have two top seven Heisman candidates, you better be able to put up more than 16 points on Northern Iowa. I don't care if you're looking ahead. It doesn't matter to me. And so also, I'm going to contest your point, Josh. is something that I've already talked about on this show a couple of weeks ago. We're Texas. If we win all of our games, we are going to the playoff. I don't care if I would love Oklahoma to win three games or to lose three games before they play us. If that puts them in disarray and puts us in an advantageous position, good. Cause we're then we're gonna beat them. And we're gonna stomp them. So I, I'm for it, man. i be I, the best. I, screw that. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not gonna. <laughs> You're gonna the face the best anymore. We're gonna playoffs. be in the SEC. Yeah. So it's like at this point, good riddance. Like,
2: yeah, break no, down. I, I, I'm with you. I'm not because I don't. I'm not gonna do it now, and I'm damn sure not gonna do it when we get to the SEC. I want every team we don't play that don't have burn orange to lose. I, I just do, and and, and if we take care of our business. We will be right where we need to be. Yeah. that so I'm with Oklahoma. I, I wasn't rooting for them to lose, but I damn sure wasn't rooting for them to win. I, I wanted them to keep looking bad. I don't care if they drop, I don't care. I just want us to take care of business. Well, how so could I, you I'm not want to
4: Tulane play. to win either? Look, do you see those helmets? Those are and, and I
2: honestly, and the then Tulane, I was like, man, they're dealing with a lot in Louisiana. I was like, thank oh, goodness yeah. that'll be cool. <laughs> Screw you. I don't want to, I want them to lose all the games. I, I, I'm so sick of them and they're their Big 12 championships and they're blowing in the playoff. Lose, lose, lose. I would be very happy with a non-OU Big 12 championship this year. That'd be great. Texas and somebody else. I'm all for that. I don't get it. Let's nobody get it twisted. I do not
1: like OU and I'm not rooting for them under any circumstance. I am upset, even though Northern Iowa. They, I wish they won, even though I was like that aforementioned game toss. I was right under the hoop. I almost got kicked out because I was heckling Kurt Warner too much. You know, I, we've I, we. I do not like Iowa State. I do not like Oklahoma, but I just am from the school of thought. I just love the big game. But it's just yeah. for me. It just I feel so good when you play that undefeated team and you just beat them and it, it just it just means more to me but yeah. that oh you game always does mean more
4: realistically Oklahoma's gonna be undefeated when we play them anyway yeah. so yeah. it doesn't really, this is all hypothetical <laughs> <This> is just
1: <laughs> nothing like a good hypothetical to get the day yeah. going uh right gents this is awesome stuff I'm excited to text you guys at some point Saturday uh let's F and go because
2: we won uh that's that's I'm always jacked for that uh Quan, where are you are you are you going? I am going man I'm flying um to uh Fayetteville, Thursday play a little golf Thursday, Friday, and then fire it up for some, my first time in, in that stadium. So I will, it's going to be eventful. It's going to be crazy. They're going to be wild. Weather's um, going to be a hell of a lot better. Tell you that oh, much. Dude, that's for sure, man. And it's a night game. Thank the Lord. But uh, no, I'm fired up, man. Um, I, it's going to be a lot of trash talking, I assume. And, and it's going to be what we know is the Texas takeover, bro. I know like there's thousands and thousands of, Longhorn faithful going to that game. So Very true. that's going to piss them off that much more. And we're going to say, Hey, we're here. And, and, and actually we're here to stay at some point. Yeah, okay. So it's going to be fun See you next year. See you the week after that.
1: Get used yeah. to it, baby. That's it. Hey, they're
2: talking about some more teams being added to the big 12. That's all kinds of craziness going on right now, but uh, we hope we're, we're where we need to be.
1: Yeah.
2: Love it, guys. Well, I'm Josh
1: Fisher. That was Nicholas Kreider, Alexander Disopolis, and the Quan Cosby. This is the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. Let's go to 2 0, baby. One game at a time. Hook them. <laughs>